everybody and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. Super Bowl weekend, folks. We got three days away until Super Bowl 57 kicks off. I can't believe I'm saying it. I got to pinch myself a few times, Dominic. And I think come Sunday at kickoff time, I'm going to be pinching myself all kinds because I cannot believe we're at that time of year. We're talking not the NFL draft, not this, not who's going to make it into the playoffs, not to, oh, I think this team is going to potentially win the division. We're talking Super Bowl, Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl 57, let's go. Let's go, William! <laughs> Kansas City versus Philadelphia. This will be a beautiful Super Bowl. I'm calling it right now. Should be a fantastic game for everyone to watch, even the halftime show. So I'm just pumped for this show. Let's get it started. Yes, definitely pumped for the show and uh, pumped for the actual game and the halftime show. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Rihanna. That's going to be a blast. So, Dominic, before we get into the game and everything, I want to want to know what Dom Demetrius is doing Super Bowl Sunday, what he's eating, who he's going to be with, uh, all that good stuff, because I know uh, everyone has Super Bowl traditions. And, uh, yeah, for me, I'll just uh, – I'm going to a buddy's place. We're going to have, you know, the, the good stuff. We're going to order pizza. There's going to be tacos. I love my candy, so he's make sure to bring me some candy. I'm uh, going to have some of the soda. Obviously, there'll be a few drinks around, but I'm more of a soda guy. And then, yeah, hopefully hopefully some uh, some good desserts. But, yeah, going to be a lot of good food and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of treats because I'm uh, a pretty big sweet too. So I'm excited for that. Obviously, we're excited for the game, but let's not lie. Everyone loves the food on Super Bowl Sunday. So definitely looking forward to that too, Dominic. You know, I usually go and watch the game with a bunch of friends. But this time around, I'm going with an environment at a bar with nice. a bunch of people, having some wings, having some beer. I want to get the crowd involved. You know what I mean? I want to get that yeah. feeling. So I'm heading up to my local bar and we're going to see a great game between the Eagles and the Chiefs. So I can't wait to see how everyone reacts to the first quarter, to the fourth quarter, and maybe even overtime. Who knows? Hey, that's awesome, Dominic. Love it. Sounds like it'll be a blast. So yeah, like we talked about, obviously, Chiefs-Eagles both being the number one seed. I don't think, uh, you know, well, some people did predict, you know, preseason, Dominic, that the Eagles were going to have uh, a really good year. But for me, honestly, Dominic, because we'll, we'll start talking about uh, Philadelphia at first, is um, I really didn't see, see Philadelphia taking this big of a leap uh, this quickly. You know, I was uh, I wanted to see what Jane Hurst was going to do. I, I was sure the addition of A.J. Brown was going to help. But not to the extent it didn't. I've been very, very impressed with uh, with Jalen Hurts. So I'm like, I'll be the first to tell you, like, I wasn't a huge believer in him. And, I, you know, it'll be cool to see if he's able to win the Super Bowl because he would shut me up and a lot of other people, too. But uh, I've been very impressed with this Eagles team, Dominic. And to be honest, I didn't even expect them to win the division, right? I picked the Cowboys to win that division. And, uh, no, it was, uh, you know, Eagles from start to finish, Dominic. They showed they were the team to beat in the NFC. And I think the story is, uh, is, is a pretty cool one in Philadelphia. But, yeah, Eagles fans, if you're listening, uh, Jalen Hurts got me because I did not expect to see this team in the Super Super Bowl so quickly, Dominic. Yeah, the Eagles shocked me this year. They really did. I think the biggest pickup, we have to admit, A.J. Brown yeah. becoming an Eagle clearly elevated this offense to a new level. Yes, they have a great offensive line. Yes, Sirianni's a kind of a young coach bringing in fresh ideas. And at the end of the day, when you have a young quarterback with such a affordable contract 
You're able to have Darius Slay on your team, Lane Johnson on your team, Javon Hargrave on your team, and obviously Jason Kelsey. These guys are masters at their position, and that's the reason why the Eagles are so competitive. I think this is their year in terms yeah. of salary cap-wise. All these veterans, a lot of them are going to be gone, so they need to do it this year. Other than that, if they don't, well... I don't know if we're going to see the same Eagles roster definitely next year. So we'll have to wait and see. But it will be a competitive Eagles team out there. And that's because of the salary cap. And that's because of the beautiful pickup on offense with A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown, Dominic, this year, 88 catches, uh, 1,496 yards, uh, 11 touchdowns on the year, Dominic. That's good for 17 yards a reception. He, like, fit this team like an absolute glove. And, you know, in key situations, you knew where the ball was going to. And that was to A.J. Brown. Obviously, you know, having a wide receiver, two and Devontae uh, Smith helps a lot. And he really grew this year. I was really happy to see that happen. Um it's a lot of the ground game, right, with this Eagles team, Dominic. The ground game with Jalen Hurts, with uh, with Sanders, and with Gainwell, too. Like, for me, the most impressive thing is, is how the Eagles have excelled at the fourth and one, third and one QB sneak. Obviously, it's a high success rate, but, like, it seems impossible for them to get stopped. Obviously, you know, Jalen Hurts, we know how much he squats. We know the guy's an absolute monster and a tank. But, like, this team seems to be, you know, very well coached. They know what to do in certain situations. They're never really flustered. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do that they've been in games, been up in games fairly early. And I think a test in this one, Dominic, will come if Kansas City ends up, you know, taking a 7-0, 10-0, 14-0 lead is how this Eagles team will, will bounce back because they like to run the football. Do they stick with that run game, right? Or is it something that, you know, the, a lot of teams that, who run first, they abandon it quickly because they think they need deep shots. They're down early in this game. So I'm curious to see what happens with the Eagles offense, Dominic, and play calling if Casey ends up taking an early lead in this one. Yeah, because you're absolutely right, William. I think that the Eagles have thrived definitely through their running game all year long, opening up the play action. And I think that Hurts is an average quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Maybe if he wins the Super Bowl, maybe people are going to start to talking about him a lot differently. I'm going to have to see it with my eyes. In other words, there's a certain amount of throws that this guy cannot do. He just cannot make all the throws. And I think the play calling has been really very generous with the Eagles and their ability to run the ball. So, I mean, Kansas City, they have themselves a pretty good defense. And let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, this defense showed up big in the AFC Championship. And I expect them to show up big in this game as well. But two guys that are going to be under siege the entire game is Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. Both DBs, I think, are going to be left and right, and they're going to be facing Devontae Smith yeah. and A.J. Brown. And if the Eagles are down early, 14-0, I don't know if they get off on these two players. I mean, Trent McDuffie, don't get me wrong, he hasn't proved a lot in the NFL but boy, did he play a good game in the AFC Championship. He showed up huge. He's going to have to play identically in the Super Bowl. So against a Devontae Smith and against an A.J. Brown, can he do it? We'll have to wait and see. But if the Eagles are down early, it's going to be tough for them to keep the same game plan that has made them competitive all year round. 
Yeah, I'm curious to see the same thing, Dom. That's kind of why, like, I was posing myself and you the question because this team is, you know, they stuck to their guns all year long. And, you know, if they could pat, pine, uh, run and, uh, and grind that football and pound it, they will do it, right? They're not going to feel sorry about that. And, you know, why not when you're getting four, five, six yards per carry? Uh, but, yeah, when you got two studs, Dominic, like you talked about in those two receivers, uh, it's going to be, you know, tough to cover them. But I, similar to what I said last week, Dominic, I believe that, like, similar to what you said is this Chiefs defense doesn't get enough love. And, you you know, it's to be expected, right? When you got Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL, Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the league. You got, uh, you know, Pacheco that's come out of nowhere. You got studs at the receiver position. You got Andy Reid, who's an offensive play calling genius. Um, and, you know, I just think that with, with this team is, is obviously the, as, as people would expect, and rightfully so, the offense gets a lot of the credit. Um, and I think that, you know, it leaves the, the defense kind of high and dry at times. But, like, guys like Chris Jones, Dominic, I've, like, grown to appreciate him so much more over the last few seasons uh, because he can talk the talk, Dominic, but he also backs it up with his game. And uh, he's a guy that he makes big plays in big-time moments. Um, and I'm curious to see how uh, the, the pass rush of the Kansas City Chiefs, Dominic, will fare against that great Eagles offensive line and if they're going to be able to get to a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts because like you said not only do the Eagles have that good offensive line but you know no doubt about it Jane Hurts is very mobile and while he may not be quote-unquote the best passer in the league he's not an easy guy to bring down so I could see coming late Dominic where Chris Jones need, needs to make a play for this Kansas City Chiefs defense um, and you know it'll be up to be players like him who have already been in big situations before and in big games to uh, to potentially you know slow down uh, this uh, this Eagles uh, offense because if you look at last game Dominic the Chiefs offense you know was good but it wasn't as good as we expected Mahomes wasn't 100% they only put up 23 points and and there were throws that Mahomes doesn't usually miss. So we can't go into this game expecting, you know, Mahomes to play like we always do. Just because, like, number one, he's not 100%. Number two, this Philadelphia Eagles defense is very good. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be up to this Chiefs defense to to make a, make a play or two. And like you said, it may be up to those two DBs or Chris Jones, for example, to uh, to force a few turnovers for that, uh, that Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah, they're loaded. Let's be honest. I think Kansas City's defense on the line is loaded. George Perlaftis, we saw him finally show up a bit more last week. I expected him to be huge all year, but he's just depth at this point. When you have a guy like Frank Clark, who's so experienced, who used to have his heyday in Seattle, this guy still has it. And then you add on top of that a player as a middle linebacker like Nick Bolton. I mean, Kansas City has drafted so bloody well in the past couple of years. We can honestly say that this team has built a roster from top to bottom that was able to get rid of Tyreek Hill and yeah. still make it to the Super Bowl. To me, that's mind-boggling because I'm a huge Tyreek Hill fan. I mean, you obviously are as well as a Miami yeah. Dolphins fan, so you know what I'm talking about. But it's not just Pat Mahomes. This team is loaded. And... That's the reason why they're number one in the AFC. And that's the reason why, hell, they'll probably even win this game because a lot of people are just huge on Pat Mahomes. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to when the game's really tight, there's the trenches, but there's also the quarterback. And who's yeah. the better quarterback? Is it Pat Mahomes or is it Jalen Hurts? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really good question, Dominic. And uh, leading up to one of my follow-up questions, I was talking about it with a coworker at work today. And he was like, who are you picking in the game? And I was like, well, you know, I, I gave him my pick, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm, I'm going to see my pick to the end of the show. Um, but it's like, yeah, when you look at guys, Dominic, and, you know, certain positions, obviously there's, you know, 
guys on defense that are super important. You talk about the tight end, uh, but it, you know, it comes down to the quarterback and, you know, there's no doubt that Mahomes is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I wonder what the way, I don't want to say they've disguised and hid Jalen Hurts because he has played well this year and he has had an MVP-like season. But I'm wondering if in a Super Bowl game where at times you see players' weaknesses get exploited, if the discrepancy between Mahomes and Hurts can be hidden, quote-unquote, by this Eagles team. Like, if how much will it hurt that it's by far and away the Chiefs have the better quarterback in this game now look you got to factor in of course the injury to pat mahomes you know that's huge and that may be why pacheco gets a few more carries in this game or clyde edwards Hilaire does because they just activated him uh because uh, mccool hardman won't be playing in the game so is that you know a sign that maybe this team is going to run the ball a little more right like i'm curious to see how the difference of quarterback is going to fare in this game and if it really will at the end of the day make you know all that in favor of the kansas city chiefs when you think about it Oh, obviously, and you're 100% right. There's only one way traditionally that you've done that and minimized that impact, and that's by keeping the quarterback off the field by running the damn ball. It's the recipe for success. There's a reason why you're running back north and south because you want to get that clock ticking and ticking. You don't want it to stop. You just want the game to be over as quick as possible if yeah. if the discrepancy is so huge in the quarterback play now if you ask me on a skill to one to ten how do i rate pat mahomes mm-hmm. well i'm gonna say he's definitely an 8.5 and that's probably lowballing it now if you ask yeah. me on a skill to one to ten what is jalen hurts like i think i'm even generous by saying six wow. generous by okay. saying six so that's a huge gap. I mean, 2.5 yeah. to me, that's a huge gap. And that's like a touchdown here and a touchdown there, game over, right? Yeah. So it might come down to the quarterback play. And if the Eagles have a smart game plan, they have to be able to run that damn ball creatively. And if they don't, this game might be out of hand quickly. And the last thing the Eagles do well, right? You know, with with Miles Sanders, I was lucky. I had him on my uh, my fantasy team this year. Uh, was was great for me all year. Unfortunately, I lost in the darn semifinals again. But he was really good, right? Obviously, Jalen Hurts has been great running the ball. And Kenneth Gainwell, I was really impressed with how he played. Uh, you know, a, lot, a few weeks ago against, or a week and a half ago against the 49ers, because uh, he was big. You know, like this game was, it was close at times, right? There was times where you didn't know what was going to happen if Brock Purdy was going to come back into the game, how Josh Johnson would fare, and of course, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the. 49ers but they're not an easy team to put away no matter who's uh, taking snaps under center for them but I was impressed with Kenneth Gainwell uh, and I think that he's gonna need to have a similar type game if they want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs here because like look Kansas City great defense you know they got great linebackers and like I said a guy like Chris Jones who I really like so it's going to be really interesting to see is how this team is able to run the football and I think a big part of this game Dominic is gonna be like third and short fourth and short is is what are the play calls going to be our team's going to gamble how is it you know I think that really it's a you talk about football being a game of inches and I could really see like the third and shorts and fourth and shorts coming back to be extra huge in this game um and you know like we talked about uh it's really uh, one play away uh, always makes the difference in the Super Bowl I'm pumped and I feel like this year's Super Bowl has a lot in store. You got a, a lot of stuff to uh, to digest in this game, right? When you think about it, the Kelsey brothers playing in this game, it looks like Kelsey's mom has already won. I don't know if you saw 
uh, her quote uh, about uh, Dom, about uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, and Jason Kelsey's mom. But they said, who are you going for in this game? And she's like, well, I'm going for the offense. <laughs> I love that political yeah. answer, just beautifully answered. And in other words, uh, great, great way to uh, take both sides of your son and not picking a side. Talk about being politically correct. She hit that one perfectly. I don't think anyone could have came up with a better answer than that. Uh, obviously, both of her sons playing in this game. So that is uh, something to look forward to. And also the two number one seeds, right? It's not something that, uh, you know, you see uh, you see often it does happen. Uh, often there's an upset here and an upset there. But we're going to put the Super Bowl talk on hold just for a little bit. Uh, actually, as Dominic and I uh, record this, it's Tuesday, but the show is airing on Thursday. So we got uh, our uh, MVPs. They're going to be announced later on tonight rookie of the year coach of the year all that good stuff so dominic i'll throw it to you i got uh, my list here of who i think will win or should win what i'm curious let's start off with a big one right away dominic who is your mvp this year in the nfl you know the obvious answer for me would be pat mahomes you know yeah. pat mahomes 5250 yards i mean 41 tds 12 interceptions that speaks for itself but at the end of the day, I find that we always lean on the MVPs being always the quarterback. So I'm yeah. going to switch it up and I'm going to go like give some love to the guy that I think has been consistent all year round. And that's his partner in crime, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the key to this offense. As much as you could say that Pat Mahomes has got to deliver the ball well, Travis Kelsey has to run the routes. He has to catch the ball, has to make big plays after the catch as well. So mm-hmm. I think Travis Kelsey right now is the best player in football because of his consistency, always being open and providing Mahomes the opportunity to also find him. I think it's a two-way street and we're always focusing on the quarterback. I want to give some love to the tight end position. And that guy is Travis Kelsey. Hey, I love that pick, Dominic. Honestly, I'm with you on that one. I've always said, you know, the MVP by default is the quarterback. And even the MVP for Super Bowls always seem to be the quarterback. And I remember a few years back, I think it was when Brady won it, when when Antonio Brown was also uh, in talks to win MVP when he was with the Steelers. And I said, yeah, you know, Antonio Brown should win it this year because A, it shouldn't always go to a quarterback and B, he was having a stellar year. So I kind of look at it like, who for their position is having the better year? Because obviously, like, the most important player on each team is their quarterback. So uh, I think by default, uh, it usually goes to them. All that being said, I'm going to pick a quarterback here. I'm not going to go with Pat Mahomes, although I, I do love your pick of Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts, Dominic. I'm going to go with Hurts here. And, like, you saw when Hurts didn't play for this Philadelphia Eagles team, they weren't as successful, right? And you look at the numbers and – they may not blow you away, right? And you say, okay, MVP, of course, is based off stats, based off touchdowns, completion percentage, uh, you know, number of times being sacked, uh, you know, quarterback rating, all that stuff wins. And of course, all that's important. Um, for me, it's, it's really the wins, right? That's the most, most important. And when you take off Gene Hurts from the squad and you put him with whoever quarterback they had backing him up, you know, there was Minshew for a few games, is this team really wasn't as good, right? And there was a time where this team was locked in to be the number one seed and then Hurts went down and it was, uh-oh, you know, they're not winning without Gene Hurts. We got to get Hurts back into the mix right away because we don't want to lose that one seed. And they did, and they did what they had to do. And when Hurts came in, he did his job, and he was able to win games, Dominic. Look, while he may not be 
quote unquote, the sexiest player quarterback in the league is he gets the job done. And I really feel like he's a guy that's easy to rally around. Um, I, I find he's a, you know, just based on his time with Alabama, he's always seemed to be a good teammate. You know, that time when he was benched at halftime, Tua came in, that wasn't easy for him, right? He seemed genuinely happy they won that game. And, you know, like what crazy thing that, that was just a few seasons ago. Um, and now he's in the Super Bowl and uh, hopefully for his sake, not going to be benched in this game. But he seems like a very likable guy, A, and B is, is he's a winner, right? And I think that if he, if he didn't get injured in those games and, you know, he would have lost them or continued to win, can you know what? Like, maybe this team is able to win with anybody at the quarterback position. That's what we've heard, right, is their system fits anyone. But we've seen that that wasn't true. And Jalen Hurts missed time, Dominic. He you know, wasn't there and this team struggled. And I think that, you know, that's the definition of an MVP when you don't have him. It's uh, it's very tough for that team. So that's why I'm going with Jan Hurts there. I get it. I understand it. He fits the system and makes him look amazing. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think he's got a really outstanding football team mm -hmm. helping him out, helping him look good. And that's why I rated him a six out of 10. Yeah. However, he did show me a lot of things that I've been waiting to see. I've been waiting to see a guy like him win the Super Bowl. In other yeah. words, a mobile quarterback, the new era of the NFL, a guy that could do it all, right? Yeah. There's just a couple throws. I'm still questionable on him and whether or not he can do it. He's going to have to do it in the Super Bowl. So let's see what happens. But all in all, it's a great pick. Uh, appreciate that, my man. Thank you. Let's go to Offensive Player of the Year, Dominic. Here, I'm going to go with, keep it simple, actually here. I thought you were going to pick this guy for MVP when you said I'm uh, not going quarterback, Justin Jefferson. For me, I think it's got to be him, Dominic. You talk about consistency with Travis Kelsey. I think Justin Jefferson, for the most part, is as consistent as they come. And, you know, he is you could make the case he's the best wide receiver in football right now. And, and I think it's really hard to argue that right now he is my best wide receiver in football. And, you know, he's doing this with a, a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, who's look, Carson's cousin gets a lot of heat. Um, and, you know, rightfully so. And he's not, Cousins is not very consistent, Dominic, right? It's not as if he's doing it with a guy like Pat Mahomes, uh, with a guy, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, a guy like, you know, that's able to just sling the rock, Justin Herbert, you know, guys like that. Like he's doing it with, with Cousins. And, you know, every single game, defenses try and find a way to stop Justin Jefferson. And it's very, very difficult to do. His numbers speak for himself. So for offensive play of the year, I'm going with uh, JJ out of Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ryder Sierra as well. I did like Justin Jefferson statistic-wise. I mean, mm -hmm. 1,809 yards. You make a good point with Kirk Cousins not being the greatest quarterback, but I thought he had a lot more complimentary weapons. Mm -hmm. The guy that I'm going to go with is another Ryder receiver, and I have to go with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, 1,516 yards and 14 touchdowns. I think it's the touchdowns that gets this guy over the top. And I honestly think Derek Carr is the same thing with Kirk Cousins, except other than a great running game by Jacobs this year, there wasn't that, that, that many great players showing up. And it was all Devontae Adams facing triple coverage. As a matter of fact, he started the season kind of slow and really steamrolled at the end and picked yeah. it up. I hope that Aaron Rodgers ends up as a Las Vegas Raider next oh, year because man. I think that these guys need to be together. And if they do, wow, that AFC West, boom, it will be a blast to watch.
Oof, you got that right, Dominic. Love the pick, and man, that'd be a great addition for the Raiders. Quickly, now let's go to Defensive Player of the Year. You know, you throw guys around like Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Chris Jones, and for me, it is one of them. For me, it's Micah Parsons, Dominic. I love this guy. I was, you know, pumped when the Dallas Cowboys drafted him. He's just a guy that he just never seems to be out of position. He's always there. He's always making the right play, and he's a guy that's going to stuff you at the line and that can play in coverage. I just love his versatility, Dominic. I love his overall game so for me defensive player of the year i'm going with dallas cowboy and micah parsons i'm gonna agree with you i'll keep it short the nice. entire dallas frigging defense revolved around micah parsons it was the michael parsons show and without that guy dallas would not even made the playoffs unless mike mccarthy was a wizard but he is not a wizard he's a coach and micah parsons <laughs> deserves the defensive player of the year hey nice glad we agree on that one let's go to offensive rookie of the year dominic i'll throw it over to you who do you got offensive rookie of the year you know what he grew on me all year and i'm like i just think that the at the end of the day garrett wilson yep. will become a star in this league if he's yep. not already a star in this league doing it with zero quarterbacks yep. yes flacco i do have love for flacco but let's be honest he's done and garrett wilson found play after play to get open this guy's the real deal i'm giving my love to garrett wilson Hey, I'm right with you on that one, Dominic. Garrett Wilson as well. I haven't seen too many Jets games this year. Obviously, I did watch them when they played Miami. There was one game this year where Wilson and uh, Howard were, were manning up one-on-one. -on -one, and, you know, Garrett Wilson was just having a field day against Xavier Howard, who is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And, you know, he's I like him. He's got swag, a little bit of cockiness. And, you know, he, he's what this Jets team needs. And, uh, you know, I love his mix of speed, the way he runs his routes. And uh, for him, it just never seems to be a ball that's, that's out of his vicinity. If it's there, he's going to catch it if he gets a hand on it. So I'm with you on that one. Garrett Wilson is who I got there. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Some people have uh, Wilson's teammate, Sauce Gardner. I don't, Dominic. I got Aiden Hutchison. I uh, was surprised with how few votes he got. Uh, and just pulled up an NFL.com article here. And uh, yeah, for me, Aiden Hutchison, Dominic, had a heck of a year. And it seemed like every single week, this Detroit Lions team fed off of his energy and what he brought, his ability to get interceptions, to sack quarterbacks, and just to make big, timely plays for this team. I think that's what it was and why I'd give it the edge to Hutchison is because he was clutch for this team down the stretch and in big moments and big games. So for me, uh, defensive rookie of the year is uh, Aiden Hutchison, Dominic, out of, out of Detroit. Great pick. I like the pick. Definitely Detroit almost made the playoffs, so you got to yeah. give love to Detroit. But I have to go with Shaws Gartner. I honestly think mm. that this guy, the way he played against Stephon Diggs, showed me that if you're going to be able to stick with the elite in your rookie year as a DB, yeah, boy, sold. Shaws Gartner yeah. and the Jets are going to go places next year. They will get themselves a veteran quarterback and watch out for those Jets. I'm going to already predict that they will make the playoffs next year. Hey, I like it. Good stuff. I love them. That'd be so cool if they get offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. That'd be something else. Uh, good stuff there by the Jets. Comeback player of the year. Oh, man, I was going back and forth in this one. I really wanted to give it to Saquon Dominic. I got to give it to Gino. Look, I, 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 look, is this year a quote-unquote fluke for Gino? Maybe, maybe not. Do I expect him to have as good a year next year as he did this year? No, I don't. But it's I, I was really surprised with Geno Smith, right, Dominic? I almost laughed at you when you said Geno Smith should be the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks over Drew Locke. He won the job, and he showed why he won the job. And uh, for me, it, it's got to be Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. Geno! <laughs> Absolutely, William. I agree 100%. This guy was left 
were dead up in Seattle. Russell Wilson went to Denver. And guess what? They didn't make the playoffs. And guess who did? The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Gotta give love to Geno Smith. Gotta give love to Pete Carroll. Both of them together. Hell, why won't they be there next year? And gotta give some love to DK Metcalf. Looks like Geno Smith and DK. That's a combination to look out for next year. All right, Dominic, last but not least, give me your 2022-2023 NFL Coach of the Year. Oh, you know who I'm going with. Yes, I do. Brian Dable, baby. This guy proved me right from the very get-go. The only thing that's left on his resume is to win the Super Bowl. He had a stinker of a second playoff game, but that happens. That's a learning step that he has to go through. Brian Dable's future is bright, and so are the New York Giants. I was going back between him and Sirianni, Dominic, but you're very convincing, and I knew you would. You, all hell would break loose if I didn't pick Brian Dable, so I'm going to go Brian Dable as well. For me, I'm just shocked that this team made the playoffs, you know, and, and it's mind-boggling to me with their wide receivers, or I should say lack thereof, that this team was was so competitive all year long, uh, and, uh, you know, you just got to, like, look, if it's if it's not the players, it's got to be the coach, and Daniel Jones had a heck of a year, don't get me wrong, so did Saquon, but I think, you know, Brian Dable was uh, just the, the chef of this team all year long and and seem to uh have the right recipe for success for this team and uh yeah i'm going with you on that one as well brian dable so that wraps up our individual award winners will be cool to see the announcing later tonight uh thursday i believe it'll be on uh, on nfl network or one of the uh the big stations there will be interesting to see that uh dominic let's jump back to the super bowl dominic we got uh the big big game to talk about Kansas City, Philadelphia, Super Bowl 57. Game is in Arizona. This is super random. I'm not even sure why I'm bringing it up. But did you see that the last eight teams to win the coin toss in the Super Bowl have lost the game? (laughs) No, you're breaking that to me right now. Wow, that's a big statistic. I'm definitely going to be watching the coin toss this year. I have a feeling my bold prediction is that whoever wins the coin toss this year is going to win the game. Uh, that's uh, the, my bold prediction there. So, yeah, definitely keep a close eye on that. But, yeah, let's dissect the game, Dominic. Let's talk about it. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of the big players, Dominic. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Travis Kelsey, big guys like that. But when it comes to the Super Bowl, something I love to do every year, Dominic, is talk about X factors. Right, guys? You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that guys who are, quote-unquote, under the radar, but maybe not that superstar you think uh, on each team of when you think about uh, uh, you know this team or whether it's their offense, the defense. So uh, I'll go first. I'll start with those uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And for me, Dominic, it was fairly easy. I'm going to go with Pacheco, Dominic. I love the way this guy runs the football. And I think that if you're a Chiefs fan, even though he's a rookie, I could see him already being your favorite player on the team. Just because I don't know what it is about him. He's like the energizer bunny that even when he gets a two-yard run, he seems to get up as if he, you know, he got a first down, he scored a touchdown. He's a very unique player, Dominic. And and not only do I like love the energy he brings to the team, but he's a heck of a player too, right, Dominic? He's not an, an easy guy to bring down. Um, and uh, he's, a, he's a guy that, you know, is able to find the hole. He's got speed. And he's going to do what needs to be done in order to get that first down. If he has to drag four or five or six guys with him, he's going to do what needs to be done. I think, you know, later on in the season, we've seen Pacheco play a bigger role on this offense. And with Mahomes potentially not at 100%, I can see this Chiefs team running the ball a little bit more. It'll be tough against that Eagles defense, don't get me wrong. But uh, for me, if Pacheco has a big game for this Chiefs team, I see the Chiefs winning. So for me, I'm going with uh, Pacheco, my X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs. My X factor is going to be CJ Gardner Johnson. This is one 
of the other huge pickups during the trade deadline. They picked up this guy out of New Orleans. And has he ever played hard in that secondary for those Eagles? And if you're going to beat Pat Mahomes, you're going to have to pick off Pat Mahomes at least once in the game. You're going to have to try to do some huge play to turn the game around. And a guy like Johnson Gardner is going to have to be roving the entire field. It's going to be his responsibility to keep an eye on Pat Mahomes every single play. And what he showed me this year is that this guy is truly the real deal. He might not even be a Philadelphia Eagle next year because he might be leaving during free agency. But mark my words, this guy is going to play his butt off and he might be the X factor that wins it for the Eagles. I love that pick, Dominic. He, you know, when they got uh, they got him in free agency, like you said, Dominic, it was you know it seemed to be like a, a fairly good signing, one that could potentially fit. Uh, you know, nothing you know super big or not huge expectations, but yeah, he's been a baller for this uh, this Eagles team and been exactly what they needed. So I love that pick there for uh, for Philadelphia. Dominic Fouts has been an X factor for the Eagles. I had to go Dallas Goddard. I, I really like Goddard's game. And I think with him is he is just a very reliable tight end. He reminds me kind of of a Mark Andrews, a guy with good hands. You know, not the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type tight end, but a guy that, you know, is, you know, he's going to get the job when his name gets called. And, you know, when you got guys like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and, you know, the running backs they have and, and Jalen Hurts on this squad, it, it's hard to hear a lot about Dallas Garter. But I think people are starting to realize how good of a tight end he is and how big he's been for this Philadelphia Eagles team over the course of the season. So for my uh, pick for the Eagles, I'm going to go with uh, Dallas Goddard, Dominic, uh, out of uh, yeah for the out of that offense. And I think that he's going to score a touchdown or two in this game for Philly. Love the pick. Really smart. I'm going to go for the Kansas City Chiefs now. I'm going to pick their center, Creed Humphreys. Nice. We, we all know that Mahomes is going to be under siege all game long. And we're yeah. talking about Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox. We got <laughs> even good old Endomicon Sue yeah. here to bring on a third down. Someone's going to have to slow these madmen in the trenches. There's only going to be one guy that could do that in my mind as a Kansas City Chiefs, and that is truly Creed Humphreys. I think Creed was drafted as a center, obviously. He's been there for two years now, and he's solidified that offensive line. And if there's anybody that could do it, it's Creed Humphreys. I like that pick, Dominic, especially because when you think about the fact that they're going to blitz, right? And, you know, why wouldn't you? You want to get pressure on Pat Mahomes, especially with his injury there. That's going to be key. And I think that, you know, we saw a few years back when the Kansas City Chiefs made that Super Bowl when they played against Tampa Bay. And, it, you know, it was it was hell for, for Patrick Mahomes, right? He was running left. He was running right. Literally just trying to throw the ball to not get sacked. Right? He wasn't seeing the field that well. And it wasn't really uh, a knock on him. It's just because... Unfortunately, that O-line didn't hold up. And, you know, you do a really good job of emphasizing that the game is in the trenches, right? The O-line, the D-line, whereas I'm more of a guy. I love my receivers. I love my DBs. But those big boys are, are huge in football games. And I think it's, you know, something that uh, that you've grown to, to appreciate in, in old school football. And I think it's going to be huge in this game, especially, especially with the injury to Mahomes. But also for both teams, right? You talk about that Eagles front line. 
they're really good. How are they going to deal with, you know, the guys that the Kansas City Chiefs have? And, you know, how are the, the running the football going to play a factor on both these teams? Because it's going to be it's going to be huge. You know, it's you know, we talk about both these offenses and how good they be. But I can potentially see it being a slow start to this game where, you know, in the first quarter where each team is fighting for every yard. And a lot of it's going to have to do with the offensive line. Yeah. If Philadelphia can make Mahomes have to scramble on his left, then I think He's going to have a hard time staying healthy the entire game. I honestly think, don't be surprised. I said it last week, if Chad Henney again enters the game. Mm. I don't know what exactly the game plan was with Cincinnati, why they did not rush Pat Mahomes. Well, we're going to find out what the Eagles are going to do because the Eagles, at the end of the day, will have to rush Pat Mahomes. And we're going to see if they can force him to the left and put Pressure on that high ankle sprain, I think that can make Mahomes obviously limited in so many different ways and force the Kansas City Chiefs to run the ball a lot more. And if they force Kansas City to run the ball more, I think they will lose that game. So keep Mm. an eye. Like I said, Creighton Humphreys being able to handle the blitz that's going to come either through the center or around. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch. I thought the Eagles did an amazing job against San Francisco. So that's a huge, you know, element that you can look at. Even if there was no quarterback, I know it's hard to really evaluate. But at the end of the day, they still got it done against San Francisco. On the other hand, Cincinnati, ah, I I think Cincinnati wasn't as a strong competitor than Mm -hmm. San Francisco was in terms of their overall team. The overall team. Of course, not having a San Francisco quarterback, clearly we all we talked about it last week, how a doll of a game it was. Yeah. But overall, the players still have to play and they still have to do what the other they have to do. So I'm more sold right now on Philadelphia being battle tested than Kansas City. I know it sounds a bit bizarre. Well, yeah, the 49ers are a heck of a team. And, you know, like we talked about last week, they could win with seemingly anyone at quarterback. So I, I get what you're saying there. And look, we talk about Mahomes' injury. We can't forget that Jalen Hurts, you know, before the game said he wasn't 100% too. I think that's something that, like, a lot of people are forgetting. You know, Hurts doesn't seem uh, to be all that healthy, quote-unquote. No one's really healthy at this time of year. But he's dealing with an injury to himself. So definitely something to keep an eye on. So, folks, no more beating around the bush. Let's jump right into the the game we'll give you our predictions very very shortly let's talk about ways each team can win the game how we see it unfolding before that dominic look obviously when it comes to the super bowl there are a ton of you know prop bets what colors the gatorade gonna be yada yada who's gonna score the first, first point so i have a few questions for you dominic completely random but uh, curious to get your opinion on color of the gatorade what do you think it's gonna be uh, color of the Gatorade. Yeah. I'm gonna go with lime green, baby. Lime green. Nice. Sorry, yeah, I'm gonna go with red there. So we got our, our Christmas vibe. I like it. I like it. Or oh, I think orange is the easy one, but I think it'll be a little bit different this year. Let's go with first points of the game, Dominic, without revealing too much on your winner. Who do you think will score the first points of the game? Touchdown, field goal, safety by who? I'm gonna go a field goal by Kansas City. Okay, I'm going field goal by the Eagles. I uh, I like that we both picked field goal. Okay, let's get down to the meat and potatoes. We got the Eagles. We got the Chiefs. Let's start off with the Philadelphia Eagles' point of view. For them to win this game, there's you know obviously a few things they need to do. 
the number one thing is you got to find a way to limit limit Travis Kelsey. And this you know, this may sound obvious. Yeah, obviously you got to do that. He's, you know, arguably the best tight end, you know, in the league in the world of all time. It's incredible to me how difficult it is for teams to adjust to that Mahomes Kelsey connection and you know maybe it's because I'm not there on the football field. It just seems to be a connection that is unmatched right now. And whenever Mahomes is in trouble, he looks for Kelsey. And it seems even if he's double team, triple team, it's always him. And he's always making the catch at key points in the game. So the obvious one for me and is going to be for Philadelphia. If you want to win this game, you got to quote unquote shut down or limit Travis Kelsey because there's no excuse for Kelsey to get over 100 yards in this game. You know, nine or 10 catches for two or three touchdowns. You know, the ball goes through Travis Kelsey. He's the bread and butter of this offense. He's what the oil to that machine. You're Philadelphia. You've got to find a way to limit, to limit uh, Travis Kelsey. A hundred percent. Travis Kelsey, we've talked about it week in and week out. How come nobody triples covers Travis yeah. Kelsey? How come there's not like a wall all the time following Travis Kelsey? I don't know if I see one on Philadelphia's defense. TJ Edwards, the middle linebacker, has had a phenomenal year. I think he's a huge chess piece that's going to have to have a monster, monster game. But for me, I'm not necessarily worried about as much. I don't know. It's it's just some odd feeling that I'm having that the Eagles, okay, might be ready for Travis Kelsey, meaning Andy Reid is going to have to shuffle it somehow. And I yeah. don't think it's going to be with the running game. I think there needs to be a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs to have a monster game. Not a Valdez Cantling kind of game. I'm talking about like a 175-yard game. Who will yeah. that be? The problem is, is they're all bloody injured. So yeah. someone like Juju Smith-Schuster or Kadarius Toney, we know McCall Hardman is not going to be in this game. Right. Maybe Moore, somebody has to have this monster of a game because we're just so used to seeing Travis Kelsey and we've talked about it all year. I think this is the week that Travis Kelsey gets really a lot of coverage and they find a way to really limit him in this football game. So yes, if Kansas city is going to win this game, normally it's through Travis Kelsey. We're yeah. going to have to see, however, a wide receiver step up so much that he might even win MVP of the game. It's funny. I like that take. And for me, it's it's similar to that is I think in order for Kansas City to win this game is obviously Travis Kelsey is going to need to play somewhat of a factor. But for me, it's almost I, I completely get what you're saying about that wide receiver core and, you know, them being injured and, you know, one of them needing to step up to Super Bowl. We throw all injuries out the window for me, for Kansas City, they're going to need to be able to run the football. And I think I say that more so now than I would if you asked me, you know, a month or two ago because of Mahomes' injury, because of the way he I saw him play against Cincinnati. Look, he didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have that Travis Mahomes, the uh, Travis Mahomes, that Patrick Mahomes type game that we're used to seeing. And I think that could play a factor in this game, which is why I ended up picking Pacheco as one of my X factors. Well, one of my X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs is because I think that no matter who it is for Kansas City at the running back position, they're going to need to rush for at least a touchdown or two to alleviate the pressure off Mahomes, number one, but also just to keep the the ball moving and in order to be creative on offense because look maybe they don't need to be creative on offense right they have the best quarterback and the best tight end in the nfl what do i know 
They could just ride and die with those two all game long. Kelsey could finish with 180 yards, three touchdowns on 17 receptions, and that's fine if they win the game. But I think it, they're going to need to have a steady dose of the run game as well in order to win this game. For, for me, that's kind of, you know, not what Kansas City needs to do in uh, in order to win the game. And when I say needs to do in this situation, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they win the game, regardless of not running the ball very well. But I just think that something tells me if they don't, they may be in for a bit of a rough time against this Eagles defense. I'm going to have to disagree with you, William. I yeah. think that's honestly, if they start running the ball too much, Kansas City, you're playing into Philadelphia's strength. Philadelphia wants this game to be tight and mm-hmm. over quickly okay yeah Mahomes wants to put as many points on the board early to force Hertz to be the guy who we think he might be which is a below average quarterback you want to force Hertz to be the guy to deliver all the throws and not just a play action here and there and in order to do that you got to strike quick and you've got to strike early that's why I think you're going to see some long passes with the fresh Mahomes early and maybe Kansas City could take a 14 nothing lead on the Eagles. Will mm-hmm. it be easy? Hells no, it won't be easy because when yeah. you got yourself, we talked about CJ Johnson Garner, but they also have James Bradbury and they got Darius Slay. So at the end yeah. of the day, all these guys on the secondary are not going to make Mahomes' life easy. It's going to be the complete opposite. They are going to drive those right receivers off their routes all the frigging game probably so somebody has to step up if they're kansas city in terms of the right receiver i just don't know if they're healthy enough to do it yeah and that's huge right at this time of year no one is of course 100 healthy like i just mentioned but yeah they like right now they're really dealing with this their fair share of injuries and we saw that against the cincinnati Bengals. so for sure something to monitor in this one i'm curious to see you know how the play calling switches or doesn't right you get that extra week off you two weeks off until you know from the afc nfc championship game to the super bowl there could be times where you know you overthink it like okay well you know we didn't do this that much in the season and that may come back to bite us you know oh we need to do a little bit more of that especially with the the injuries now to the certain players dominic when we talk about you know either mahomes hurts or the 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 chiefs wide receiving core is how much of uh i guess i could say it of the break between the game. Do you think that that ends up affecting a coach and, you know, overthinking and what they play call for me, you know, to answer my own questions, I think you, your bread and butter is there and you go with what works from the start of the season. And, you know, for each team, they know the recipe for success, which is a little bit strange as to why I'm saying the chiefs should run the ball. I just, it's kind of more of a gut feeling. I think Pacheco needs to have a big game for them to, to come out victorious. But do you think that that extra kind of week off, the extra, you know, anxiety, butterflies that comes with the Super Bowl at times, you know, maybe gets offensive, defensive coordinators to overthink things? Or do you think it's, you know what, we're going to master what we do, continue to do that well, and we're not going to play games? It's definitely a huge momentum shift. It changes your perception. You're going to think everything, not three times, four times, if not five times, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's going to get second guessed. Now, a guy like Nick Sirianni, you know, he's been a laid back, cool kind of character. It's going to all come on him like a frigging snowball. He needs to figure out who he is before kickoff time starts. In other words, 
Are you going to be the Nick Sirianni guy that went on a lot of fourth downs, whether it even was fourth and three sometimes? He was still going on fourth and three yeah. because he believed in that offensive line. Out of everything that I saw this year in football, what's impressed me the most was the Eagles' offensive line. If he realizes that, he can ride that to the Super Bowl. All you need to do is run the damn ball, Nick Sirianni. You can force this game to be over quickly. In other words, the clock's going to strike midnight and you might be Super Bowl champions if you run the football. If you change your recipe of success, well, I'm sorry, Nick. If you don't go on those fourth downs and you punt, Pat Mahomes will score touchdowns on you eventually. And Pat Mahomes will win that game. So that will be the X factor. Heck, when Philadelphia won their Super Bowl, how many fourth downs did they yeah. convert to win it? Great call. You are going to have to replicate that recipe in order to win the Super Bowl this year. I love that, Dominic. Doug Peterson in that Super Bowl run was, you know, as gutsy as they come. And, you know, as a player coach, as you can think of, right? You know, boys, you want to go for it? Yeah, okay, boys, stay on the field. We're going to go for it. And that's what they did. And you see that with you know the Philly special, right? We haven't talked about that play in ages, but that Philly special is that's what makes this Philadelphia franchise so great over the last few years is they they have guts, right? And, you know, they that's kind of the city the, the city of Philadelphia, right? You know, they call it the city of, uh, you know, brotherly love, but, you know, they're not the most friendly. It's a blue-collar town. It's, you know, we know we're better than you. And if we need to, you know, make a few gambles left and right, we're going to do it. And we're certainly not going to be shy in doing that because you know you know with pat mahomes you cannot kick field goals and expect to win games it's exactly what the cincinnati Bengals did last weekend at the end of the half 13 to 3 i even asked you the question on air of should the Cincinnati Bengals have won for it there? And, you know, my answer was yes, because you simply cannot beat this Kansas City Chiefs team kicking field goals. So definitely agree with you on that one, is this Eagles team will need to be aggressive from start to finish. Not erratic, you know, don't, you're not going to go for it, you know, fourth and, you know, seven or eight on your own side of the field. But I trust Sirianna to, to coach a big game in this one. All right, Dominic, a few minutes left on the show, Super Bowl 57. Honest to God, I don't know who you're going to pick. I have a feeling of, of who you're going to pick. I'm going to throw it over to you. Can you give me how this game folds out, who your Super Bowl winner is, who your Super Bowl MVP is? Because I think I am curious as our listeners. So give it to me, Dominic. This will be a really good, entertaining football game. I said on the top of the show, you know what? This game also is going in overtime. Yes, wow. folks. We are going to see a hell of a football game. And I think it's going to be all driven to start off by the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are going to run the ball and they're going to be pretty successful at it early on. It's going to force Pat Mahomes to be a bit more creative than he wants to be and to find another way to win the football game other than going with Travis Kelsey. He's going to have to find a way to replicate the success that he had in his previous Super Bowl with his Tyreek Hill secret weapon. Who could that be this year? Who can be the new Tyreek Hill? Well, that's Kadarius Tony. This guy is a lightning bolt. The way that he looks at the end zone, he just wants to get in there every single play. And he is an X factor that I did not mention at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles secondary are not going to make it easy for them. Oh, no. Darius Slay, he's been there. He is waiting for the Super Bowl. He's been playing his entire career to win the Super Bowl. And at the end of the day, folks, the Philadelphia Eagles will win the <laughs> Super Bowl. 
Nick Sirianni will convert three fourth down big calls. And at the end of the day, a guy like Miles Sanders will run for over 125 yards. And the clock will strike midnight only <laughs> in overtime for the Philadelphia Eagles to win through a field goal, 38 to 35. Congratulations, Philadelphia. You just got yourself your second Super Bowl. Oh, man, Dominic, I love it. You had me at the edge of my seat there. You went one way, then you went the next, and you were in the middle. Philadelphia was ultimately who I thought you were going to pick in this football game uh, for, for several reasons. And um, I you know, wasn't sure if I was going to be right on that one, but I am. Okay. A lot to discuss coming into this football game, right? We, now we got to get down to business here. We got Patrick Mahomes. You got Jalen Hurts. You got two incredible quarterbacks. You got brother against brother. You got great coach against great coach. You have high power offense against high power offense, a solid defense against a solid defense. There's a lot to like about this football game, you know, and we could dissect this for hours and hours and hours, but we only have a limited time on the show. I had to keep it simple. At the end of the day, Football comes down to the quarterbacks. And an 80% or 70% Patrick Mahomes is better than a 100 or 200 or 300% Jalen Hurts. Folks, I got this game being 24 to 24. Late in the game, Philadelphia has the ball with a chance to get a game-winning field goal. They go three and out. Kansas City gets the ball. And what does Patty Mahomes do? He does what he does best. He puts the team on his back. He rides with Travis Kelsey. They run the ball a little bit. They're able to get out of bounds. And Harrison Butker kicks a 53-yard field goal for the Kansas City Chiefs at the buzzer. And the clock strikes zero, or midnight, I should say, for the Chiefs, and they win this game 27-24. to 24. Dominic, very similar predictions. I'm super pumped for this game. I went back and forth. I really did. At the end of the game, it's going to be the Chiefs on top. And for me, at the end of the day, it really came back to the Mahomes and Travis Kelsey factor in this one. I think it's going to be an incredible game. Dom, I'm super pumped for this one. And this is a Super Bowl that, you know, has all the makings to be a great one, that has all the makings to be a classic. I agree. Folks, Super Bowl 57. Dominic, thank you, folks. Thank you for listening. Super excited. We'll be back next week to recap the game that was. Enjoy Super Bowl 57, folks. Stay safe. Eagles, Chiefs, here we go. You were listening to CJLO 69 AM in Montreal.